Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. New to the show? Let me break it down for you, nice and simple. My name's Matt McLaughlin. I am the creator and host of most episodes. On the show, I bring on friends and interview some very interesting guests. Here to talk sports, music, entertainment, and we're not going to leave anything off the table. We're here to bruise egos. My generation of common is him just being on Microsoft commercials. No running back should ever be in an MVP consideration. Eat up, bud! Eat up! We ask hard-hitting questions. Goodfellas are the godfather. This is dangerous work down here. Better guitarist with the name Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page. Are aliens real, yes or no? And have incredible moments that will leave you wondering. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you all for tuning in and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Matt McLaughlin. I'm doing this solo because, God, it sucks to be a Philly fan. It sucks so much. The Flyers lost, are losing. I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 17th, probably go up the next day, at 9.53 p.m. 9.53 p.m. The Sixers are about to lose to the Bucks. That's pretty much expected. Um, I got to give credit to the Sixers for working hard. I'll address that loss later. The Flyers are down nine to nothing, nine to nothing. They are giving up double, almost double digits to the New York Rangers. It's a different thing to give up to the Bruins. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like as much as I would be pissed off, um, it's the Bruins. They're one of the top teams in the East for a reason. But this is the New York Rangers. This is a team that we can compete with. They're eleven and twelve and four on the year. They're five and six and three at home. That's not completely outrageous for. A Flyers team that's 7-4-1 on the road, whatever you want to say, that they barely escaped. Um, they shouldn't have won games that they end up winning. Like, this is a team that's capable of winning on the road in tough situations. But they shit the bed. And I'm sorry for using inappropriate language. I'm going to try and tone that back because I don't want this podcast just to be me swearing for an hour, or half an hour, or whatever. But anyway, the Flyers are losing 9 to nothing, and they look absolutely garbage. This team sucks. It is terrible. I'm, I've given up. I've given up. Just This is the life of a Philly sports fan. Sports fan. Just one team, one team pees in the bed. All right, fine. Let's move on to the next sport. When's the next sport starting up? March Madness? Okay, fine. Bring that on. I'll just give me away from this horrible Flyers team. It's so bad. They didn't even, like, if you looked at the stats, you would probably think this is a pretty even game. 23 to 27 shot totals in favor of the Rangers. 25 to 15 hit totals in favor of the Flyers. You're probably thinking, oh, okay, they're playing physical defense. They're getting bodies on the four check. They're doing their thing. No. Just penalty minutes have been virtually even. Six to four. Flyers have just gotten more penalties for some reason. Sloppy play for the most part. Faceoffs, 30 to 24. It's not outrageously crazy and differential. But this the goaltending is just insane. I... I just I don't understand. They're letting the goaltending and the defense. I Gustafson needs to be gone. His offensive output is not helping enough to really value his defensive risks, and that's been the career really trajectory for Gustaf, Gustafson for most his career, and that was what the Flyers expected coming into that. But we thought his offensive output would be so much better. Right now, it's just looking like absolute garbage with this team i don't understand how they could possibly and i don't like it just blows my mind like i'm at a loss for words i know i'm stumbling over my words but it's 
boggling because I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's the roster. I don't know if it's the age. I don't know what it is. Chuck Fletcher has to make a move at some point. That's simple enough. He has to make a move this season because I don't know how much longer this championship window is open. I would say Giroux, Voracek, maybe Kateria is going to get a huge raise. But Giroux and Voracek, those guys are going to be there, going to be in Philly for another two years, probably maximum as players at a relatively high output. It, you're not, you're not, like, we got to stop pretending, or Chuck, Chuck Fletcher has to stop pretending like this is like, He's trying to correct what Jerry Reinsdorf did with the Chicago Bulls and start like dismantling the team too early. This team hasn't won. They need a spark. They need they had like serious jump in the skates. And I am so done with the dump and chase. The dump and chase is the worst offense ever created in the NHL. It is so outdated. And that's why the Western Conference and all the fast-paced teams in the Eastern Conference, such as the Tampa Bay Lightning, put up outrageous goal totals and can win the Stanley Cup because they play fast. And right now, the Flyers do not have that roster to play fast. They have aging veterans in Giroux, Voracek. Couturier has been great. Van Riemsdyk, he came out of nowhere this year. But a 9 nothing loss? What the fuck? That's, that's, you're going to tell Flyers fans, hey, come to this arena after you lay an egg in Madison Square Garden, 9 nothing. It is Say what you want about the Rangers-Flyers rivalry and maybe one of the more forgotten rivalries in the NHL, but it is still a heated rivalry. It is still New York against Philadelphia. It is still the traditional teams. This is not like the Islanders who are the off-branch New York team. Like This is the Rangers, established in 1923. They've won countless cups. Flyers have only won two. This is still traditional rivalry in every sense of the means. And for this team to come out looking absolutely pathetic is it's heartbreaking and is everything that a Philly team should not be. And it, it just drives me, it just, it just drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely insane. I don't understand how Carter Hart can allow four goals and then Brian Elliott comes in and gives up five. Like that, like, what, what, what? This is our starting goaltenders. This is Carter Hart, the the phenom who's supposed to take the lead by storm. Right now, he's looking like he's on the Carey Price trajectory, like my co-host Timmy has mentioned throughout the season. And the biggest fear is that he gets one good season, has flops the next, bounces back, flops the next. We need consistency in net. Every team does. And Carter Hart and Brian Elliott are not that. Fucking trade Brian Elliott. Cut his ass. I don't care. Bring in someone new. That's going to bring some energy to this team. And it just, that's what drives me nuts, is that it feels like this team does not have any energy. It does not have any, um, does not have any pride. It lacks, and I think this is organization down. It, it just drives me insane. And then for the Sixers, they were coming out hot, held the Bucks to less than 30 points in the first half. They were looking absolutely phenomenal and just, Ben was in a completely different zone, making all the right reads and just doing everything that he wanted to on the offensive end. And it was great to watch, but they ha they blew a 19, 20-point lead. You're playing against the Milwaukee Bucks, who you know you're going to see in the playoffs. I don't care if they finish 1 through 5 in the East. They're going to see the Milwaukee Bucks at some point. I can guarantee that. And Giannis sitting on the court, he can go, ugh, not even going to say that, but it was extremely disrespectful, and it bothers me because I know that he backed it up. I got. I let me backtrack a little bit. Giannis he exploded in the second half for twenty eight points. Twenty that like it, you can't do. 
that's just what the great ones do. They show out when the teams need them most. And I got to give credit to the Sixers. This was a hard, hard fought effort. Went to overtime. Furkan Korkmaz, excuse me, drained a three with uh, 0.4 seconds remaining on the clock to send it to overtime. And I thought I thought they were dead. I'm going to be straight up. I thought they were dead. I thought this game was over in regulation. They somehow uh, figured out a way to come back. And right now, it just looks absolutely it looks great for the Sixers that they found a way to come back without Joel and figure out a way to stay in it. Ben Simmons was impacting both ends of the floor like he always does. Dwight Howard was pumping up the fans. It was great to see fans back in the arena. Um, it just it was two really disappointing losses. I'm just so pissed at the Flyers. And meanwhile, for the Sixers, I'm encouraged that they came back. I'm just really pissed that Giannis sat on the court and acted like he was the shit. And when he hasn't really, he's he's won MVPs. That's great, but your team hasn't done anything. You got bitched by Kawhi straight up. You got bitched by Kawhi, and you haven't made it past the second or third round. You got injured in last season and missed the last two games, and left Chris Middleton out there to try and pull that team out of the gutter and try and figure out a way to win that series when they clearly weren't going to win. Miami was a tougher team. They were better disciplined. They were better coached. And I'm sick of when athletes, like, know they are the shit. And, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sixers guy, so of course I'm going to pull for Joel and defend Joel. And I know Milwaukee Bucks fans will do the same. Um, and I know Atlanta fans, and people were coming at me on Trey Young in YouTube comments. When I say he's a glorified Mike Conley, I'm sticking to that take because, A, Mike Conley doesn't get enough respect for what he's done in this league. And, B, Trey Young has not shown me that he can be the locker room leader and valiant team effort guy instead it just seems like he's trying to play a hard and trying to get out of houston play style where um he's like trying to bring this team by himself and he just isn't a doesn't shoot efficiently enough to really be able to have that right and just he doesn't contribute enough defensively for me to say that he can be a, a great two-way guard and say what you will and like I'm done with the Steph Curry comparisons by the way Trey Young has not done anything in this league I shouldn't say Trey Young let me take that back the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young have done nothing in this league that can that can be more than said the Atlanta Hawks have been a tanking team at ceiling, like, 10th in the league, which is this year, they're actually in the, the hunt for the play-in tournament. Congratulations, Atlanta fans. Congratulations, Atlanta Hawks. I'm staying with that. They haven't done anything with Trey Young. And Steph Curry, he had injury ankles, ankle injuries. Bleh. He had ankle injuries early in his career. But say what you will about the guy. At least he plays off the ball and works within the motion and works within the offensive system. Trey Young's playing hero ball, and I get it. He has the range to do so, but it's not not like he's, um, it's not like he's splashing or automatic from down there. He's like shooting. He's average attempts over his career are like nine nine to ten nine to ten attempts per game, and he's only making like two to three of them, two to three to four sometimes, and I just don't think that he has really racked up the percentages to support that the Steph Curry comparisons or support that he's a franchise guy. To me, hero ball is is fun to watch, 
but it's not necessarily going to be the most winning and it's not necessarily the way that a franchise should operate, especially when John Collins was openly complaining about, um, like, Trey Young not staying within the offense, and that's an actual report that was leaked out. Um, I'm not pulling this out of thin air, pulling it out of my ass, but either way, I'm sticking with that take. But back to the Philly. Um, you know, I'm just... Furkan Korkmaz is so inconsistent. He's so up and down, and I gr- I get it. Seth Curry went down halfway through the third um, with an, what was described as like a sprained ankle. Uh, it's just it's that that was a game that they needed to win. It was at home, fans back in the arena, no Joel. That would have been a statement win for Philadelphia. Instead, Giannis finishes with thirty two points, puts up twenty eight, sits on the court, and I hope that image it. I hope. Listen, the bulletin board cliche, I understand. It's a cliche for a reason. But I hope Doc Rivers takes a photo of Giannis sitting at half quarter in between half court and the three-point line and just post that on the practice facility. Just just do that. And I want Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, whenever Joel Embiid comes back, I want the whole team, just not the stars, I want the whole team to look at that image every single day they go into that building or go on the road or whatever. I hope they see that. Every single day, and once playoff comes around, they absolutely blow out the Bucks. Like the Bucks will choke every single year, like they they have done. Mike Budenholzer, he's great. He's been a great coach in the regular season, but the playoffs, the Bucks have have folded. Giannis hasn't made it past the second round. He hasn't made it to a conference finals in his entire career. He's back to back MVPs. He's put up historic numbers. He's a freak of nature. He's a Greek freak for a reason. I get that, but this could have been a real statement win. For the Sixers, if they come out without Joel Embiid, and really could have put the Bucks in such such uh, down spiral if they really shake up their confidence, I think if Sixers come out and win this game. But either way, it's it's really just two disappointing losses. The Flyers are garbage. They should just fold as an organization if they're going to come out and play like that. I've never been more disgusted with a team since when my dad and I went to. Uh, the 6 nothing loss to the Penguins in the playoffs with the Dave Hackstall era. Oh, that was a great era. That was a great job by Flyers ownership. But either way, it's just so disappointing. The goaltending clearly needs to be changed. The roster needs to be tweaked somehow. Can, like I, I don't know what the Flyers need. They obviously need a score, but it feels like they're the Eagles. They need, they need holes filled at every single position, it feels like. I don't know how this team turns around and finally gets back on track and starts making a serious run. And as for the Sixers, we know what this team is capable of as Philly fans. If you're listening to this and you are a Philly fan, um, we know what this team is capable of come playoff time. And Joel Embiid is fully healthy. And, and well, the whole starters are fully healthy because now Seth Curry's on that questionable list. That team is ridiculous. Like that that's one of the top five starting lineups in the league, and I will put money on that. That is one of the most efficient teams. It completely opens up the offense. The post completely runs through Joel Embiid, and he will dominate every single time that he's in there. It's just a matter of him consistently staying in there, and I'm glad that his his uh, injury turned out to be a bone bruise. It wasn't an ACL tear or anything like that. Uh, Timmy and I did not get to cover it when it first happened, but... Uh, it was confirmed after an MRI, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, that it was a bone bruise and he'll be reevaluated after a couple of weeks, and we'll see how long he'll stay out. Uh, 
But they got to win games without him, and they did that towards the tail end of the first half of the season. Now they just got to keep doing it again. I, I really, I, it just feels like such a missed opportunity. And Giannis was only one for five from three point range. I don't know, like I, I don't, I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head who was broadcasting the game for ESPN, and I apologize for that. Um, but he said, uh, you know. Giannis showing off that new three-point jump shot or something like that. It, it was one, one three, one three in the entire game. Ben Simmons had him had him on lockdown for the first half, and then all of a sudden he was getting points in the paint. And Dwight Howard really just—I think he looked exhausted. I, he wasn't used to playing like starter minutes like that for most of the season. And Tobias Harris, he he did what he could, trying to. I don't like him taking a three with when the score they're only down by two. Uh, two or three, they had like 20 seconds left on the clock, and it was in fast break. Like I, I just don't like the transition three. I would have liked to see him drive and try maybe draw a foul on a nan one rather than taking a three with 20 seconds remaining in the game or yeah in overtime. Um, but Ben Simmons, he's done when he hit a three, and people are gonna be like, ah, oh, Ben Simmons hit a three, ah, oh my god. Well, that happens. He was trying to do whatever it takes. That's just not Ben's game. That's not what Doc wants him to do. He wants him to impact on both ends of the floor. If I can get Ben Simmons as a defensive player of the year and he plays both ends of the floor rather than a guy who's going to put up 20 and maybe like 5 and 5 and he shoots like two to three pointers a game and makes one or two of them, I'd rather have the guy who's going to be a defensive player of the year. I'm, that may be a hot take, but guess what? Defense wins championships. That's why the Sixers have been so good in there. They were sitting at first place going into the All-Star break. That's why. And when you have rough shooters like Furkan and Matisse Thibault and Seth Curry, who was a little bit cold, he looked better tonight before going down. Defense is going to step up. And having, like, I saw um, uh, Drew Holiday and Giannis run a pick and roll in the first half. And Matisse Thibel was on uh, Drew Holiday, who was the ball handler, and it was on the left side of the court towards the elbow, a little bit in between the block and the elbow. Ben Simmons was on Giannis. They switched that, and you would. St- I was still completely comfortable, and I realized, holy shit, we could switch Giannis, not Giannis, we could switch Matisse and Ben on every pick and roll, and I would be completely comfortable with that. Unless you were playing Dallas and they throw in Boban. Like, other than that, I'm comfortable with that switch on the pick and roll. And throw, having two or three guys out there, and, and even in Joel, who can still guard two, three to four positions, having those guys that you can get a stop with, that's what's going to come in down the stretch. I know this is the regular season, so I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. It was just a really good opportunity that I think the Sixers missed. Um, and I'm just going to, like, try and check my mental health and just I really wanted to drop this episode because – it was so frustrating. I'm so done with this. It's done with this hockey team. Sometimes I really wish that they would just start over from scratch and maybe like come in as the Seattle Kraken or something because just get new players or something. But um, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed the episode and hopefully these teams can get back on track and hopefully my mental health can recover in some way. My head is just throbbing. But anyway, that's the life of a Philly sports fan sports fan. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.